Abstract Athlete Podcast, where art and sports collide. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Visit our website, artistathletebox.com or theabstractathlete.com and sign up for your seasonal subscription box. Also stop by our website or beginningintoys.com for our Percy King collaborative stacked puzzle art kits. Also remember to listen to the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors Podcast, and the Abstract Veterans Podcast. And as always, if you have any questions or comments, please send it to info at theabstractathlete.com. Really awesome podcast today as I get to speak with artist, athlete, yoga teacher, retreat leader, and alignment coach Gina Molinari. Make sure to follow Gina on, on Instagram at Gina M Yoga and stop by her website, Y-O-G-I-G-I-G-I.com. And I want to give a special thank you to our mutual friend Kasten Spethman for connecting us. Let's welcome Gina Molinari. What's up? How are you? I'm good. I'm coming from teaching a Tabata class and jumping a car. So jumping a car, <laughs> like literally jumping a car. Jump starting. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. No, I was like, I was like, start. okay, you're in the stunts now. Okay, cool. Um, and you do Tabata? Wow. I do. Yeah, I like to teach. Um. I like to do like weight training and stuff. So I, I've been teaching a class that's like a Tabata circuit class yep. and stretching. I, um, I really get into Tabata because I don't really like doing distance stuff. So mm-hmm. my, my primary workouts are sprint stuff or like, you know, four or, you know, the four minute intervals, but I got, we I we have first of all I've already started recording but we have lots to talk about because of the email you sent me because I'm like really pretty interested fascinated by some of these things that you like sent me because um I've actually been I don't even know this we'll just start right here but I've actually been like thinking about this in like in regards to like an addiction. I I'm kind of addicted to working out, which I think part of what your some of the stuff you said in your email, I think would kind of relate to that. And I've actually started, you know, like really, I need to force myself to take days off and just stretch and stuff, because I think that I've kind of plateaued and my cortisol levels are always really high. And so I'm not getting the benefit of a workout. And, and so like, but I like going to the Tabata thing, like, I, I really just get into that, um, getting the heart rate up and, you know, so I'll do like, I, I have like a bike trainer and I'll do like four minute like things, but I'll go like a minute 30, just dead sprint and rest for 30 seconds and a minute 30, you know? Um, but I like that so much better than going out and jogging four miles or something, just cause I just don't, yeah. I don't feel like I get anything from that. So um, but thank you for doing this, by the way, <laughs> just, yeah, I'm just pleasure. rambling, <laughs> um, you know, and we talked, 
was it last week? And we have a mutual friend, Kasten Spethman, that put us in touch. Um, and um, and then, like as I said, you sent an email last night. Even though I was doing some research and stuff, this was um, really beneficial and um, interesting because I think you know, like I think you said you listened to a couple podcasts. Like I'm always just about trying to promote the person on the show. I mean, even though there's a reason why people are on this show is like this relationship between sports and, or athletics and creativity and mental health. And, and, um, and I think you kind of fit right into this space. And so I'm in, like, let's just start with that quest. Like, do you, do you feel like you were addicted to like exercise? And, and that I, cause like the other part of it, like you said, you had this, like, you know, I'm, I don't want to say it was body shaming, but like for lack of a better way to say, I don't remember the word you used, um, but like really concerned about your body. Yeah. So you had eating disorders. So, I mean, do you think it was part like an addiction of sorts? I don't know if it was. So when I was little, I was definitely like, I was a super high energy. Like I'm talking about kid. I was super high energy. Like I played I told you I played on four soccer teams at a time. Like I was on the travel team, the tournament team, the rec team, the school team. Um, I was running, I was playing baseball. Like I just, I had so much energy to get out. So when I was younger, I was really used to like super high energy stuff. Um, And I was one of those people that would get like the runners high and like the runners low. Like if I didn't get it out, I would get depressed. But the, I wouldn't say it was so much an addiction. Like, as far as the um so when i was going through like my my first i did two yoga teacher trainings when i was going through the first one i had come into it kind of with just like the general you're in your like early 20s like just the whole world is showing you all these supermodels and you don't look like them just the general the body issues and the way that my disorder kind of manifested itself was i would not eat and then I would get hungry and I would binge. And then my purge was over-exercising. Um, so my my cycle was a lot of like, it didn't even always include the binging part. So sometimes I was just over-exercising on empty. Yeah. But what was super easy was just being like, oh, well, I love yoga and I'm gonna go to a yoga class in the morning and in the evening. And nobody really questioned it because it's yoga. Um, and, you know, I, I would do the same thing, like I would go to a yoga class and I'd go to the gym and it was just a very socially acceptable way of like, really what I was doing was purging. It was just exercise purging. Um, so I wouldn't, I don't know, like I, I'm fascinated by addiction and I do believe that like exercise addiction is a thing. I'd never thought of that as what I was going through, but maybe. Um, the only re- one of the reasons why I ask is I literally, I mean, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's funny, but it's funny that I, I have been really thinking about this and I was reading an article either yesterday or two days ago. And there, the, again, it's, it was in regards to cortisol and, you know, the inflammation and, and all this stuff. And, and so I was reading this article and it said something about like, when you don't work out, like you feel like anxious. And I, I personally have that. And so it's yeah. like one of those things where, and I'm not addicted to anything else. Like, and, well, maybe I'm addicted to being creative, like, but I think that that's a good thing to be addicted to. But, um, but I, it's one of those things where 
I mean, I get, you know, there's worse things you could be addicted to, I guess, but just to be able to like force myself, it's like, it's okay. Like you don't have to go sprint today and, you know, like just walk your dog or whatever, you know? And it's like, but it is like, it's one of those things where I, I just, I started realizing it's like, if I don't work out, like I get kind of like edgy and it's like, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I definitely, I start to feel bad about myself, but I don't know. I'm, I'm far beyond. I'd like to think I'm far beyond where I was when it was like a more disordered thing. Um, now I like to work. I mean, I enjoy working out. It makes me feel good. It gives me energy. It, I don't know. It does make me feel good. It gives me that rush of endorphins. Um, but the other reason that I try to make sure I get physical movement in every day is about a year ago. And I take this diagnosis with a grain of salt, but I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and or Hashimoto's. So when I don't move my body, it hurts. Um, So it's very much like it is, it's a necessity. I mean, when I get sick or I'm on the couch because I'm not feeling well, my whole body hurts from it just from not being able to move. So um, yeah, it's, it's multifaceted. I mean, I can't imagine not, not moving. (laughs) Oh no. I I think it's just, it's, it's one of those things where I think I realized I can't do, or I shouldn't, I guess is the better way to say it. I shouldn't do this because I, I predominantly do like high intensity stuff. Um, like sometimes I'll ride my bike again, just, you know, like kind of casually, but I'm like constantly doing high intensity and I'm like, and I feel great. Like it's, but it's like, I'm, I like, I do, I feel like I plateau and it's like, you don't start seeing those things. Not that I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to get ripped or anything at my age, but I mean, um, but it's just, it's just weird. It's like one of those things where I'm like, I know I'm not letting my body recover. And yeah. so it's just, I don't know. It's, it, it's interesting. Again, like you sent this, this email with a, like a bunch of stuff that, Cause again, like it's, it's cool also to see really your relationship to art and athletics. Like you were a high level athlete in high school and stuff, and you were a high level creative in, mm-hmm. in, in, in high school and stuff. And, and just like, like how did like navigating stuff? Like, I mean, was it, did you like, do you, I mean, maybe this goes to the addiction thing as well, but like, did you feel like you were having like an internal competition with yourself? That's a oh, weird God. question. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. If you, I mean, so I also had told you, I really love psychology. I was just, ultimately I ended up being a psychology student and I, I mean, I'm, I'm always looking at myself. I'm like, where, where the hell did I come from? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I was, uh, and if I look at high school sports, for example, I, I was playing sports all during high school and I was an athlete or so I was an athlete and I was a student that really needed to get good grades or really wanted to get good grades. Um, and it wasn't often that I feel like like there were the people who were on the trajectory of I'm going to college as an athlete or I'm going to college as a scholar. And then there were also the ones like I'm going to become a creative artist and the three of those worlds didn't often overlap. Um, and I don't know, like maybe that actually like if I if I step back, maybe that ties into that whole like addiction thing as well. Like I had to be doing so many things and I still am. I'm definitely still the person that like I've got 
you know, I'm always working multiple kinds of jobs and working on multiple projects and my brain just needs to be super busy and my body needs to be busy too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if that, if that answers the question <laughs> at all, it's kind of a, I've never been asked that as a direct question, but yeah, it was, I mean, I definitely, as, as any like high school or college athlete is, there's that, that balance of like, you have your, your sport, you have your studies and you have your life and you have to find the time and energy to do all of it in order to end up being a well-rounded human. Yep. Um, Which isn't easy. I mean, I think no. that's, I don't know if we talked about it. Um, when we talked the other day, but like I've started a class at Virginia Commonwealth where I teach called, well, it's kind of a program, but it's called art and athletics. And it's about this idea of physical exercise, creative exercise as a practice, thinking about doing it daily, whether it's 20 minutes, whatever for our mental health and, and for health in general and all these things. And, and it's, you know, trying to, like I have a lot of student athletes in my class and like with them, like obviously they're physically active every day. Like that's just part of being a student athlete, but it's like when you're a student athlete, it's a job. And I mean, I was a student athlete and it's hard because you don't realize like, so I just go like, go out and take a walk after practice or something like, because something that not that they're not enjoying being a student athlete, but there's something that, is removed from that kind of the, the, I don't want to say you're getting an endorphin rush from walking, but those kind of like joys of physical activity Um, and something as simple as going for a walk or going, you know, if you can go out for a walk, take your camera with you or your phone to take pictures. So you're like knocking down two birds, you know, with one stone doing those things where, but it's, it's, and it's, it's the same for, for artists. It's like, sometimes they get stuck in their, in their like, one track mind. And when you are in school, like you're kind of forced into these silos, um, and, and anything you do, like and whatever, like degree seeking thing. And, and, it, you know, especially artists, like we think we're so free thinking and everything, but if you're in something that just gets narrower and narrower. And like, I always try to get people out of that thought, not that I'm telling them to do something else. I'm just like, this is actually going to benefit the thing you're doing because you're thinking differently. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm a big, big believer in balance. Like, so I'm a yoga teacher, but I have people come to me. I had just last week, a woman came to me and she's like, you know, like I would say she's like intermediate advanced yogi. And she's like, I've been having this pain in my low back and my physical therapist says I should be lifting weights, but I really just like yoga. So like, what kind of yoga moves can I do for my low back pain? I'm like, well, you should lift weights. (laughs) 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 You know, like it's, I, I believe in yoga. I believe in lifting weights. I believe in writing. I believe in like all of those things. But when you do all of one thing, all of the time, you're missing, like, not only, I don't, I think it's not not great for you, but you're missing out on so many other things. Um, and you know, this is like I had said, I just came from teaching a class that was like Tabata and stretch. So I, I'm kind of sneaky teaching this class because I want the people who are like, Oh, I don't do yoga to come and like get 10 minutes of like yoga stretching. <laughs> I'm not going to use the word yoga, no. but to see that like there's value in the strength and the stretching. There's value in listening and talking. There's value in like, resting and doing and in order to really 
And like, I think that's the mental health thing too. Like in order to really be balanced, you need to have little bits of all of the pieces. Yep. Um, not, not be like hardcore in one. How did, I mean, how did you get into like, again, like reading, like you were, you played soccer, you played lacrosse, you played baseball on the men's team and, and, and writer art. Like, did you take like also like art classes? And it says you're a good writer, um, like, like visual art type stuff. Were you doing that stuff as well? Yeah. So that was like, that was all the, the growing up stuff, which seems, seems like so long and so long ago and trivial now, but like the high school era, um, those formative years, which I really, I said, I hated high school. I really hated it, but, um, <laughs> the athletic stuff, I guess it was, you know, I, I tried ballet when I was younger and I had too much energy for ballet and basically <laughs> everyone graduates and goes on to jazz and I didn't graduate in ballet. And that really like set a trajectory for the rest of my, my life, I think, because I, instead of re retrying ballet, I joined soccer and, um, yeah. So I guess I just, from a young age, like my family, we all played sports. So sports were there and writing was something that kind of came through as my own like self therapy thing. Um, high school, like I said, was really challenging for me for no good reason. I mean, like I'm a very normal person, um, but writing just ended up being the outlet because the things that I was feeling, it was easier to write down for myself than to say to other people. Um, so there was that. And then I guess art was also just when I was younger, I was like, as a kid, I was super, I was making board games and I was drawing pictures and very much like introverted in my own world kind of artist and growing through school. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was one of those places where I could kind of like express myself and shine and I wasn't doing it for any sort of, like in athletics, when you get a goal, you get, you know, cheered on. And when you win a game, it's good. With art, there wasn't competition to me. And I think that might've been why I liked it so much. Like I was a good artist, but, but there wasn't, um, like if I, if I didn't do the best painting in the class, I wasn't going to go home and my parents weren't going to be like, well, you know, you should, you should probably paint harder. <laughs> yeah. Paint better. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. And I, I, I liked, I liked uh, fine art. So I actually painting, painting was not my thing. I did plenty of it, but I was too impatient for painting because the paint had to dry and I just didn't have the time for that. I spent um, half so, my life waiting for paint to dry. Oh my God. So I really, my favorite medium was, um, pencil and charcoal. And I, I would always have like completely black hands from, from doing that, but things like, uh, clay and painting where there's like an element of patience. I just didn't have it. I mean, and so like how, like when and how did you get into, I don't know if you said this in here, how did you get into, oh, I guess 2013, you got into yoga teacher training in 2013, but were you always doing yoga along the way? Or was that something that just kind of came about through different yeah. practices or something? So like I said, I was always super active. I'd get those runner's highs, whatnot. Um, in college, something happened to my low back and I don't know what it, to this day, I still don't know what it was. I've had um, MRIs and been told I have like a L6. So like my highest 
sacral disc that should be fused is not, and it acts more like a lumbar. But anyway, I ended up with this really bad low back pain, and I went to a doctor. Like, I'd be laid out on the floor, unable to move, and the doctor basically said, well, you're too young to experience the pain you're experiencing, but try Pilates. And I started doing YouTube videos of Pilates, and, like, they autoplay, and then they started going into um, yoga videos. So my first yoga class was actually, like, a YouTube video. And then the gym I was going to, because I was obsessed with exercising, had a class that was, um, it was called Centergy. It was like, you're, you're, you're an East Coast guy. It was like workout world, I think. Um, but they had a, a class that like combined Pilates and yoga and Zumba and all this stuff together. So I kind of just got these little tastes of it. And the first studio that I went to, like first real in-person yoga studio was in um, Philadelphia. Called the yoga garden it still exists in narberth now and that was the first time that i realized that yoga isn't just about like being strong and being flexible and that there's a mental aspect to it as well so i had signed up for one month with like a groupon and before i even finished my month i signed up for their teacher training and ended up teaching at that studio starting the day before i graduated my teacher training because i asked and um and i did you know i excel in whatever i do so i was doing well and <laughs> i yeah so i started teaching um like not that long after i started practicing it was probably about a three-year period in between the two and then just kept going with it and more and more my life has evolved to like embrace yoga as a teacher um and yet I believe in all the spiritual stuff and there's parts of me that like I love the Hindu stories and I love the Sanskrit and yet to me yoga is always going to be a like a body first like you can get into all of the spiritual and the soul stuff but if you're not first connected with this flesh suit you're not going to get there so well and it's um, interesting to think about like the spiritual and psychology because those are not that they're like opposed forces necessarily but there's definitely kind of two thoughts on that i mean I, I think i'm like in your camp like i have like this spiritual kind of like able to center myself in meditation but it's also i don't take it to that fluff area which i think a lot of people take it which actually is really annoying to me like i not that i get annoyed but it's just like it I've dated too many yoga instructors. That's the problem. That <laughs> uh, um, it's like, it's something that I just don't, I don't believe. I think that like, if you're talking like this and then you have like anger issues, it's like, you really truly don't believe in what you're saying. So it's like, do you like how, this will be a strange question, but how do you, as somebody that is a psychology person, like grapple with this kind of the middle of the road with spiritual and, and psychology and body, or is that something you even think about? Um, I guess I actually, I don't think they're that far apart. Okay. Um, and I guess it's because my flavor of spirituality is very rooted in mindfulness. Yep. Um, and like one of my fundamental beliefs, like I'm not a religious person and actually doing yoga teacher trainings, like gave me more of a sense of spirituality in the sense of I don't know, like in yoga, in Hindu stories, there's a story about an elephant headed God who runs around the universe in two seconds. Like 
that story I believe in because there's a message to it. You don't have to convince me there's an elephant headed person that's running around the, the universe, but, but um, those stories got me more in touch with the idea of spirituality, which to me is very much like, I don't know, I believe in the universe and I believe in like the interconnectedness between all things and I believe in nature. And when I draw psychology into that, it's the same as saying like, I believe my personality is based on the thing that happened to me when I was in the womb. And like, that's the whole world coming together to create what is here now. Um, you know, I believe that like as an organism, the whole planet kind of interacts with each other. And that's, that's true on like the spiritual level of like, you feel the vibes and the vibrations, but also what's happening over in the UK or China or Australia in, in a very real sense, it still somehow impacts the people here on, you know, North America. Um, so I think, I actually think that both of them are really rational. And oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. And I, I guess because I think they're both really rational, I don't think that they need to be at odds with one another. Yeah. And that's, that's, I guess, like, they're not opposed necessarily. That's what I was saying. It's, it's, I think some people like you believe it and you are deeply embedded in it. I do think that there's people that just kind of glance by it and that, that for me, that there's this, there's this thing of like, you don't really understand what you're talking about. And like, I think that's the thing that is frustrating to me when you have these people that talk about stuff that don't truly believe what they're saying. Like, that's yeah. hard for me to like, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's frustrating, I guess, is a way to say it. So, yeah. but you know, like you did say, again, I'm going back to this, this email, like when did like, you know, with all these like struggles, I don't know how deep we want to get into like the things you like the eating disorders and stuff and, and like this kind of constantness, like you said, like yoga really truly changed your life. And like, when did that happen? And like, what do you think like was the reason for it? Like, was it just kind of that, I don't want to like say that centering of yourself um, in ways, but that like, what, yeah. I'll let yeah. you answer. It, I would say it's a, it was a twofold thing. So on one hand, I learned about my body and I learned about my mind and how the two are connected, which like, I'm just going to rewind and say it baffles me that in school, no one teaches you how to breathe. <laughs> and I'm not a big breathwork person, but like, man, if somebody just told me, Gina, when you get really stressed out, if you take a breath in through your nose and sigh it out through your mouth, it relaxes your nervous system. Like if someone told me that. So anyway, that was like that connection that 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 changed the physical stuff. Um, it made me appreciate my body and like it got me really into anatomy and understanding like, you know, when you move your leg, what muscles are working and like when you're tight, it's because it's your muscles and your fashion, just getting a new understanding of an appreciation for my body. And then the other part of it was that yoga really opened up a lot of um, possibility and opportunity for me. So I live in Mexico now, but prior to this, I'd been traveling for five, almost six years, and it was largely doing work trades. So like, I would go to Sri Lanka and stay in a hostel where I got room and board. And all I had to do was teach two yoga classes a day. 
um, stuff like that. So it gave me the ability to like take a skill and then do it wherever. And travel has been one of the hugest things in my life that has like made me the person I am. Like, man, I don't know if I was just still living in New Jersey or Philadelphia, I don't know what kind of person no I'd be. No offense, but, New Jersey. No offense. <laughs> uh, I mean, I love it. I love it. But like, yeah, travel really, it taught me. I look sometimes, I'm like, if only I could like write a CV just based on what I learned on travel from traveling. Um, so like all of those skills also taught me I don't know how to how to care for my body how to make plans how to be super adaptable how to be savvy and not get robbed and like just like real life skills i think so so yeah that's that's yoga that's how i got to yoga and that's what it did for me and i say this to people all the time because i i think i told you this other day i get in my car and i drive out west all the time and i literally can feel when i hit like south dakota or something it's just like, you know, it, it's almost this exhale of like, oh, everything's behind me now. And like yeah. I'm now the, the, it's the big sky. Like there is like there's so many like interesting studies and, and papers on just going out in nature and how effective it is for us as humans and our mental health. Like that's that, you know, but we just don't do it. We want to like get angry at stupid stuff and and get in our heads. It's just it's it's interesting to me like how we don't pay attention to yeah. our bodies and our minds um, when we like realize these things that are actually can help, you know, yeah. um, like the things that you're doing, like, and, and so you, you've been down in Mexico for how many years now? Five? No, I've been here for about two. two? I moved okay. down here like in 20, 2021, okay. um, after the pandemic destroyed a lot of my life. Um, so yeah, I've been down here two years. But. Okay, and you've started like a residency of sorts, I guess, is or doing workshops down there. Yeah, yeah. So my, I live. I mean, I I very much live here now. Um, I teach yoga classes. I'm available for private classes and small groups. There's a lot of. I live about an hour north of Cabo near a town called Todos Santos, and it's very very quickly becoming like a tourism hotspot. So there's a lot of like multi-million dollar Airbnbs where people come down. So I, I teach to them. Um, there's a yoga retreat here that I ran a retreat last year and I'm going to do another one there in November this year. Um, and like that to me is where I get to marry together yoga and travel. Like if you ask me two things that make a huge difference in my life, when I get to put them together into retreats, that's like, it fills up my heart and it's also where my skills shine. Um, but yeah, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm technically a temporary resident in Mexico for four years and, and it's a good home base for this stuff because it doesn't sound awful at all. It's not bad. I mean, I wish I could show you the view out the window. (laughs) You'll take pictures and text to me later. Come train with us. Creative and athletic training in a box filled with art and sports products, tips and techniques, recipes and collectibles that promote mental and physical wellness. The Seasonal Artist Athlete Box is the next step to a healthier you. Stop by artistathletebox.com 
or theabstractathlete.com and subscribe today. The Abstract Athlete, where art and sports collide. No, I mean, it's, it's, it is, it's one of those things where I do wonder, like, you know, like one question I ask people a lot is like, where, like, like a 10 year plan, like, are you wanting to stay there or is it, is it something where like, it's almost like you're a traveling yogi where you do like do these, you know, my sister's a nurse and she used to do the traveling nurse thing. And in, in a lot of ways that would be very similar, which, which again, like you're not only able to help people by doing the the workshops or classes or or retreats or whatever, but you're also giving yourself that, that travel thing for yourself. Is that something that would be. If you, if you could give me, like, if you just said, Gina, I'm going to make your 10 year plan come true. I would love to be running like five international yoga retreats a year. And actually I'm not going to, I want to take that back five international wellness retreats, because I don't think that yoga is the point of them. Um, their, their wellness retreat. So I would love to be running five of those a year because that means I get to go travel. I get to like guide people through that experience, which I love. Um, and then I, I like teaching in-person classes, but I'm also really trying to figure the, the like online business plan of offering something that is virtual because that's an accessible way to it's how you can reach a lot of people now is by doing things virtually. Um, and the thing that I would love to do with that is kind of, and we, we touched on this just a little bit before, like nature and wellness and putting the two of them together and basically teaching people how to be connected with themselves and be connected with nature. And, you know, the ultimate being come travel with me and take a retreat because then I can like hold your hand and show you how awesome it is. <laughs> Um, I'm in. Let's go. Yeah, there we go. But yeah, I mean, I I love, love traveling, but I also I did it for five or six years, and it's exhausting. To like what I love about my life right now is I have a house. I don't own it; I rent it. But like, I know I can leave all my things someplace, and it's not my parents' basement. Right. And that that ability to like be a little settled and like have a life and not have to think about well, my visa expires in three months, where am I going to go? That is so, my nervous system just loves it. You know, like you can actually, when you drop roots, you, you can build on your foundation and you can create things and be, um, yeah, there's a lot more space. I want to go back to something like, this is kind of a, I guess a two-parter in sense, like, like thinking about, you, you're kind of autonomous, like you can teach like wherever, however, I mean, it, First of all, is it some, have you ever thought about like teaching at, I don't want to say a university, but for lack of a better, like, like in a university, would that ever like be interesting to you? Because I'm all, I'm going back to what you'd said earlier about in college, they don't teach you how to breathe. Um, and yeah. even though like, you know, one thing, and I, I'll, this is maybe a third question in this whole thing is like, do you think, I mean, I've, I've been very aware like people are very more much more aware of like mental health obviously and I think a lot of this has to do with public figures being vulnerable and 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 allowing themselves to tell these stories I mean so I don't know there was three questions and I have no idea how to answer that so (laughs) 
I will teach anyone who lets me is, is kind of what it is. Um, I have had, I've had dreams of teaching. So my Spanish is pretty decent and I've had dreams of teaching yoga here or wherever in Spanish, because it's often something that it's unfortunately become like a yoga classes are expensive to go to. And like, I would love to teach to people who don't have that money and accessibility to it. Um, I would love to teach college students. I'd love to teach like CEOs and executives because those are men, those are the ones that really need to learn how to take a breath. Um, yes. Every once in a while I get, I get hired to do like a 15 minute uh, mindfulness meditation for a seminar for something. And um, the people love it. Like they're all executives and, you know, corporate people and they love it. But yeah, I, I love being a teacher of things in general and I, I believe in it. So it's easy for me to teach. Um, and like I said, it's not just teaching, you know, like downward facing dog and warrior too. It's teaching how to be connected to your body and how to make choices. Like if my body hurts today, let's not do this. Let's do this. And, uh, I guess yeah. why one of the things I was thinking of is, you know, again, in, in our, my world, like art and athletics, which are like supposed to be not similar, but like thinking about you teaching a class in college that would be like, again, kind of putting this, these two things like psychology and, and yoga together and, and how, like what an interesting class that would be like having yeah. this cut, like really true. Like, I think one of the fun parts to me about being in my class is like, you know, like I'll just start talking about anything. And, you know, like whether it's sports or whatever, then we'll like, then the conversation shifts to like art, like, like that. And that idea again of like being able to adapt in a situation, in a space to like having these conversations, whether like you're, you know, in, in a meditative state, but being able, like it, it fascinates me. Like I get like super jazzed up about, because I do think so many things are so antiquated to me. Like it, uh, it's just weird. Like, Hey, everything's evolving. So it's like, to me, like having psychology discussions in a yoga class or vice versa would be like really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, so my degree was in industrial organizational psychology, which I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's the, it's basically the psychology behind human resources. So I changed my major like six times because I went through, I went through like the creative, like, graphic design and marketing and public relations to sociology, psychology, business. And I put them all together basically with this organizational psychology thing, because I believe from my experience, because I worked in corporate for 10 years also. Oh. Um, I, <laughs> it was, it taught me stuff. Um, but I do believe like, if you just take all the things I do and all the things I believe in and put them into one, bucket it's just wellness like it's just wellness i think that like in human resources what you're ultimately working on is your employees being like happy and well and then they're productive in a yoga class what you're ultimately working on is you know creating wellness and balance in your body um in athletics like in anything that's using your body like you're you're learning how to function at your best by being well and healthy and all of those things are a mental and physical thing and yet we don't always treat them that way. Like we often treat them like, oh, well, you're an athlete. So you're working on your body, not your mental health or, yeah. So 
that's that's again like that putting those things together i think is what's becomes really good for us as humans is allowing allowing the athletes to have that space to be creative and allowing the creative people to understand that exercise is good for you know and, and and thinking about thinking about creativity like an athlete would like that idea of practice and and so like there's just all these like things that are in space that again like traditionally they're not supposed to be together and it's like no they actually are like uh, i just don't i don't understand why we have to think about these things so separately it's 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 just really bizarre i think think people like you and i maybe see that they're not so far apart like if i drew a big mind map of all the things they care about they're all there and there's lines connected them like there's lines that connect weightlifting and yoga to you know drawing and poetry like they in my mind they are all connected and i think that's why i'm so like you have to see that they're connected like you have to see that the time that those flowers are blooming is connected to like when your body wants to eat something um and that's yeah it it almost is like like i want to just look at the world and be like well duh (laughs) (laughs) i do that all the time i don't know i do i knew that why didn't you know that (laughs) do you so do you still write I do actually. So not in the same way. I have, um, I have an email list that I send out an email each week called love notes. And I've been doing this for a few years. Um, it started with, I sent them out every like Monday through Friday, and then it was three days a week and then two, and now it's one, but love notes are a like one minute read. That's just something that's either like inspiration, perspective, motivation, uh, sometimes tough love. So it's it's my ability to kind of translate the like the messages and the perspective that I get and make it something really easy and digestible for people. So that's the main way that I write. Um, otherwise, I still like I journal and I write for myself, but I don't currently have an outlet that I share it. Uh, and I think actually that. I don't like that. I think that my brain started to just get filled with more business and work stuff and kind of moved away from sharing that creative side of myself. Um, what are, what the, how are, are the email like, I mean, almost like a blog, right? Kind of in some ways. Yeah, but, it, but it's super short. I mean, it's like okay. if you look at it on your cell phone, you basically see the whole email right. in one thing. No, I was just um, wondering, is that something you've ever thought about publishing? Like how yes. many? Yes. Okay. Because yeah, I, so like, I thought, go ahead. I've thought about, and it's, it's funny that, that you asked that because I've been on a podcast before with um, someone named Joe Longo. He does one called inspired, inspired creativity. Oh, I don't know. Something like that. But when I was on his podcast, um, he said the same thing. He's like, Gina, you basically have a book already because I've been writing these love notes for years and I've definitely, I've wanted to put them all into a book. And the crazy part is I did have a draft once, but I was not thinking and I saved it in just a Word document and then I didn't title it well and I deleted it and it's gone. (laughs) But yeah, I would love to, I would love to turn. But all the emails are still there, correct? It's all there. I mean, it's all there. I I could totally write all of this out and um, whether it's simple, like, you know, you turn the page each day and you have 365 days of them or it's expanded upon. It's all there. No, because that's something nice. Again, that that 
just what you said, the 365 days and calling it love letters, like there's something really poetic and very beautiful about that. Um, and, and, and not just in the doing, but the thinking about it, yeah. you know, like, cause it gives, it, it, it gives structure, but it's also creative again, like those, those things are not supposed to be together in some way, or like we traditionally don't think about that. So I, I really like that idea of, you know, like little poems, not, not that they're poems necessarily, but like little short blurbs that it has yeah. that kind of presence to them. Yeah. And it, it came to be because um, I essentially, I was like, well, I want to start an email list because I think I have something to say to the world, but I need people to list, like if, if no one's listening, what I'm saying doesn't really do much. And I sat with it and it was pretty quick that I came up with, well, I mean, really, I just have a lot of love to give and I just want to support people and, and yeah, love notes. Like that's, can I send you a love note? Like that's it. <laughs> um, so yeah it it's then i've never thought about even changing the name or the content like it's always been very it's authentic and maybe you're getting the drift i'm really bad at not being authentic i i'm not good at faking <laughs> well but um, i think that's all that also goes back into the the email you sent me earlier because i think again one of the things and i say this to a lot of people i have on the podcast that i think is is inspiring um is when people are vulnerable and like, mm -hmm. you didn't have to like say all the stuff that you wrote in there and the stuff that we're talking about, about struggles and, to, you know, like it could be very much just about the, the practice and where you are now, but like telling those stories about how you got to that place and the struggles that you went through and that it, that, you know, and it's okay to struggle and, um, and it's normal. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I mean, we just all, it's just, we have different struggles you know, yeah. but it's not, it's, it's like those masking of the struggles, like lipstick on a pig. It's like, that doesn't help anything. Like when you're trying to do that. So I do, I think it becomes really, really helpful for people that listen to this, that when people are just honest and, and do yeah. tell, tell these stories that, you know, like move them and change them and, and, yeah. you know, you know, like, and I think it's so important. I mean, I'm, I'm very, my age, my career, all that, I'm very in the world of like social media. And there's so many people that you see, whether it's like celebrities on TV or social media and like influencer is a job now. And you see people whose lives look perfect and shiny and you're like, oh, it must just be easy for them. And I'm, I'm by no means an influencer. I mean, I have 1500 followers on Instagram, but like, I still have people, whether they're people who have known me my whole life or complete strangers that they're like, well, it must be nice. Or like they, they look at my life as something shiny and unattainable. And I am, I mean, I live a great life. I really do. I'm super happy. I'm super grateful, but I took the steps that got me here and they weren't without struggle and pain and sacrifice and, you know, you know, three days at a time of crying on the couch, like whatever it is. And I think it's important that people see that because often those struggles, those roadblocks, those, you know, mental breakdowns, that's where someone stops and says, oh, this isn't for me. I can't do it. I'm like, actually, everyone's having them. Just you're normal. Well, and it's also just like ownership. Like, cause I have the same, I have the same people always tell me like, God, I want to live vicariously through you. And it's like, no, you don't just do it yourself. Like, I mean, like, 
I mean, really, truly, it's like, I, I, you know, I'm, I don't, I'm not rich. I don't like whatever, like I'm an artist, I'm a teacher, I'm a CEO of a business. I do podcast, like, and I sing and I like, I am the happiest I've ever been, but it's because I'm creating that. Like, you know, like I could have completely gone the other way. Like I just, I, you know, I'm, people ask me how I'm doing all the time. And every single time I just say, I'm awesome. And it doesn't mean that I'm awesome every day or whatever, but it is like, I do think that there's a psychology to like saying this because it's not only for myself, but it's also somebody else like hears that and like, Oh, you know, because like typically you ask somebody and they'll start complaining or something. And it's just like, I don't, you know, I I don't need to hear your problems. Like, you know, we all have problems, but it's like, just do, do, do it, do your thing. And it's, it's, it's just interesting. Like ownership of, of yourself. Yeah. 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 There's, there's um there's a friend I have here. It's this it's these two girls and they're just great friends and both of them are like glowing skin. Like they look 15 years younger than they actually are and they're magnetic. Like good things come to them constantly. And you know the one the one woman said she said so every morning I wake up and I tell myself I'm glowing and beautiful and healthy and she's glowing and beautiful and healthy. I'm like it's that easy. <laughs> I literally I'm going to show you this on um, I have it it's in my phone probably can't see it Venti, smile there you go yeah I, it's a reminder every morning to like it, it just it, that and meditate i have like those pings every morning meditate and smile and i think i actually have a head up as well so i have like yeah. these like little stupid reminders and i don't really need it but it's like it's kind of funny because it is like this daily thing it's like you know i i we can all like I just had, I had a friend that like I could see was like spiraling down and it's hard to watch because it's, I've been through that like long time ago and as well. You probably did the same thing. Like when you were going through struggles, it's like one thing leads to another and it just kind of goes and it's like everything becomes amplified. And it's like, I just don't allow that to happen anymore because I choose to be happy. And it's, it's, it's just an interesting thing to like, to choose to be happy. Like that sounds so stupid to like, just say that, but it's, it's, I am like, it's, it's like, you know, life is short. It's amazing. And just, and it's, and it's with the acceptance that like, like shitty stuff happens. And like, sometimes you won't be just happy. Like sometimes you will be sad or angry, whatever, but that in general, if you look at life, it is good and great. And the more that you, even if I'm feeling super, I don't know, lonely or frustrated or whatever it is, if I look at the big picture as this is temporary and this is going to pass, this is just a feeling, it is not my life, it does not define me, it is not forever. Like that perspective of acknowledging where you are and still being able to say, but the big picture is beautiful. Yep. As long as people don't look at, watch the news. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch the news, I don't, I'm the worst. <laughs> I, I, I pay attention to it, but I don't pay attention to it because it's, you know, it, it is what it is. I'm just waiting for the aliens to show up. That's going to be the cool part when they come. So, yeah. so yeah. I, I always one another question I always ask, like who are like people that are like influential for you? Like, or I don't want to say maybe mentors, but like people that helped navigate your life. Man, I'm not one of those people, well, I'm not one of those people that's like, Oh, well my, you know, my, um, my hero has always been my, 
the people that have have really changed my life have been people that like come and go um you know like my in high school i would say that like my english teacher and my art teacher basically saved my life like they if, if it weren't for them i might not be here today kind of thing and like they don't know that but like it's those silent heroes yeah. um you know it's the people who you know like our mutual friend Kasten, like she's somebody i really look up to because when I when I want to talk through something, she's there to listen, and she's a huge cheerleader. And um, you know, my one of my first yoga teachers um, was super. He's a great teacher, but he was also very much like, well, if you want to do something, you should ask, and then you might get it. And like just those little messages that kind of went through. But yeah, if I had to think, like, who's my Who's my hero? I don't really know that I have one. I well, but have, I, no, like, I think that what you, your answer is actually really nice because it it is, I think, your I think we're kind of similar in some ways that, you know, maybe I don't want to say maybe you had dreams or something, but I like I I could have played professional baseball. That was my dream, and then like I went to school and played baseball, and then it ended, and then I moved to another dream, and then like. I just like, and you just kind of find new paths. And so like different people are influential yeah. in the different paths because like I went to singing rock and roll after I was a baseball player, which is like people are like, what the hell's happening? And you know, then you start like, and I think that, that actually that's kind of nice and beautiful because the, you're, it, I don't say you're going with the flow of stuff, but there is that you just, how things go, like different people can affect yeah. your life. How did you yeah. meet Kasten, by the way? Like, was that, she came down there for the retreat two years ago? Or you No, not a retreat. So I manage um, an RV park down here okay. and nice. Kasten okay. came as a guest. Yeah. And actually Kasten fell in love with our dog first. <laughs> oh, that does not surprise me at all. <laughs> so she fell in love with the dog. Um, and yeah, I don't know. We just kind of clicked and like the more the more I heard. So like Kasten listened to my story a ton and then I learned Kasten's story. Like she didn't she didn't like Kasten has a story, but she doesn't show up with it at at the front. So then when I learned Kasten's story, I was like, "Oh my god, I have such a girl crush on Kasten." Um like she's just so cool. But she's like she's cool, but she also really uh is super smart. And Kasten loves connecting people. Like she's a, she networks for me. I mean, like I know you because of Kasten. And um, so yeah, I met Kasten first because she fell in love with the dog. Second because she's awesome. And and yeah. I just want you to know I have the cutest dog ever, and um, I'll send you a picture later. But that's for another time. Another. So, um, well, I, you know, I again, I'm super glad that Kasten put us together because I do think and hope that we are going to be, you know, collaborating here at some point in time, doing some different things. As I said, we're kind of slow rolling out different things that I think we can potentially do together. And hopefully Montana will be up in the next yeah. few years and stuff. And, um, but yeah, no, like I just, I just want to definitely stay in touch. And like I said, I'm probably not going to get that far West this, but who knows, like, again, like the wind blows, I might just, um, <laughs> I mean, that's just the way that's kind of how I roll, but I'm going to be in Yellowstone for two weeks photographing wolves, hopefully, because I'm just, I'm addicted to it. And, um, and then I always ask this because I always put new music to every episode. What kind oh, of, man. what kind of music do you like? 
So I, I, because I, I had listened to the other episodes and I meant to come up with something for this. Um, <laughs> you knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. So, because I'm actually, I like singing. I love, I like music. I mean, I used to play, I used to play guitar and I say used to because I actually used to teach people beginner's guitar and now I'm just like fumbling through it myself. Do you have any recordings of yourself? So that's the thing. I don't know that I do, but I will look, I will look. But that said, I've stepped away from the like trying to be the like musician and just embraced. I really love singing. So now I'm a big karaoke girl. <laughs> if you want just a total oddball, my and I'll give you the story around this song, too. My number one karaoke song is I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor. Yes, of course. And this, the story to this is that I'm a good singer, but I had terrible stage fright. So when I would go up to sing, I would be physically shaking. But if you're dancing disco while you're shaking, no one knows. <laughs> you get uh, used to it. Like I, oh, I, I still remember that. the first time that was on. I was on stage singing. It was just. It was like I don't know if, if you ever seen the Doors movie, but the the fam Jim Morrison famously would have his back to the audience. Like, and I, I was close to that. And then mm -hmm. by the end, I was like a freaking lunatic jumping around on stage. And we actually played in front of 10,000 people once. It was just like the coolest thing ever. You know, you walk out on stage and there's just a sea of people. And it's just like, yeah. oh, this is like the greatest thing ever. So you yeah. do get used to it. Like, and now, you know, like I'm a teacher. So I'm like, you're all, it's like, I'm always performing and doing, doing lectures and different stuff. But you got, you mean, you're, you do, you do, you're, you would be fine now because you teach. I am fine. It's yeah. funny that I ever, like, when I tell people I had stage fright, or I even kind of still do, I mean, I love public speaking. I love teaching. I was always, like, the captain on my soccer team because I love telling people what to do. <laughs> I am I am so not, I'm outspoken in so many ways. So, so yeah, to stand, I think it was just that um, I wasn't comfortable as a musician this way. Yeah. Like, it was okay. But singing, I'm a lot more comfortable. So yeah. I'm a just I'm a karaoke queen, and I'm waiting for someone to hire me to be in like a '90s to early 2000s cover band. So <laughs> I think which band is I think is it Journey? One of those bands in the '80s. It might be Journey. They hired a karaoke singer or a cover band singer as their lead singer after yeah. the singer left. You have a shot. Super versatile. You, you have it. Like it's still possible. It's still possible. Oh, I, I still, I, I still I sit here. I write music all the time. I'm like, cause I do not play any instruments. I just sing. Um, but I always have music in my head. So, you know, that's another one of my addictions. It's just like, I just, yeah. I'll, I'll carry my phone around all the time and I'll have like a bass line. I'll do, 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 you know, and then I'll come home and I'll start yeah. writing it. So it's crazy. When I was an angsty, angsty teenager, I actually, there's a time where I would write a song a day and Oh man, I found that journal at one point and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> but you're continuing that with your love letters. I am. And they're See? a lot less, you know. See? So, so, yeah. Well, thank you. I This will be out in like two weeks. Um, and I'll send you a couple promo pics and uh, videos for sharing. And we'll make sure the lovely Kasten has this as well. And um, if you're ever out east, let me know. Um, and if I'm ever out West, like I said, I don't know if I'll get out there in May. Um, but we'll see. Um, yeah. I, I do have a sister in Phoenix, which is close ish. And like, I think I told you that same sister 
has the place down in um outside of uh it's on the wrong coast you're on the west oh coast, yeah so. um yeah well if you if you make the time i've got a retreat here in november in baja um but yeah and then i'm i actually i'm actually leaving tomorrow to go to the east coast for 10 days because i'm going home for my nephew's first birthday because oh shit it's his first birthday i'll probably get disowned so um going to new jersey for my nephew's first birthday okay well let's meet in dc so yeah. <laughs> i think that's now probably baltimore so um but no cool so all if you find some music send it if not okay. give me a style and i'll write something maybe i'll maybe i'll just record maybe i'll just like move past my fear with this do it yes 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 Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. Have a lovely rest of the day. My, my website and all that, if you want to put that in show notes. Yep. Um, I, I'll put it. Yeah. If you have any, I'll, I'll put these on the, um, on, uh, in the intro and in the body of the, the stuff. And if you have anything else, just send it because I can put as many things in the, in the, I usually only speak of two in the intro, but in okay. the body of the, uh, the platform, I'll put however many you want platforms up there. So. Okay. Cool. Yeah. cool. Well, it was a pleasure. Thanks. Yeah, no, it was a blast. So, have a lovely day. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye. Wow, I just absolutely love that discussion. Uh, just love how vulnerable and honest Gina is with all that she went through, uh, all that she's doing, and really, you know, kind of how she moves through life just such a brilliant soul uh, doing so much good definitely looking forward to more conversations and hopefully working together in the future again make sure to follow Gina on Instagram at Gina M Yoga and stop by her website yogigigi.com also want to again say thank you to Kasten Spethman for the connection make sure to check out the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network the Abstract Doctors Podcast and the Abstract Veterans Podcast remember uh, we just launched our seasonal subscription box so stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com or artistathletebox.com and start your subscription today. Make sure also to stop by our website or beginagaintoys.com to check out our Percy King Collaborative Stacked Puzzle Art Kits. Thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. We will see you next week. And as always, do not forget to exercise the body. Do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well out there. Yeah.